War is inevitable. One must destroy in order to create. We are no Jedi. I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. What happens when we find Thrawn? Power, such as you've never dreamed. I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. You and I both know who could help you with this. She's still just as stubborn as ever. I bet your master found you difficult at times. Anakin never got to finish my training. I walked away from him, just like I walked away from Sabine. You never made things easy for me. Master. There's over 150 hours of Star Wars on film. This the Star Wars binge where we what do we do? We're doing we're actually doing reviews now. We we stop yes. or <laughs> we stopped doing the the deep dive. No, it's just commentary. Now we're just talking about <laughs> all the things that just came out and went. Wow, did you? I didn't realize we were doing zombies. That's actually yeah. what I got on this microphone to talk about. Yeah, this this is um the magical crazy hour. <laughs> This is our Ahsoka post-game show. We're going to talk shop about uh, all eight episodes, but Daniel and I just finished the eighth episode, and we're going to dive into the the whole series, <laughs> but both of us kind of are like, you know what? There was, there was some stuff we didn't expect here in this episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, TJ, just a friend of the podcast, TJ Wilson, just text both of us. <laughs> And said, so now we have to wait, what, two years to find out how that story ends? <laughs> I I couldn't figure out what they were going to do with Skeleton Crew. That made no sense to me. It's going to be just a Goonies thing. I think Skeleton Crew is going to be about this. I, I think they're going to do something that continues in that galaxy. That's super interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, just because it looked, it looked, they look scruffy. And I suppose I, I'm thinking that it was kind of like Ezra Scruffy, you know? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, they, they, <laughs> the story, if you're talking about the stormtroopers, they looked extremely scruffy. scruffy. They were like and, held together <laughs> with like electrical tape and spit. <laughs> Those the suits were rough. It's, it's, it's red electrical tape is exactly what that was. <laughs> it's like the stage um, manager was but, like, you got any gaffers tape? I don't know this. <laughs> Oh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, so, but zombies, just the, I just have to say it so that we can get it out of the way. And now we can, and then we can jump into this whole thing. Yeah. Zombies and, and like which fire swords, which fire swords when, when they brought out the sword, you're like, okay, well that's, they could have planted that like two or three episodes ago, but we're just going to throw it all in here right at the end. You only got 40 minutes. You don't want to <laughs> waste those precious six minutes of credits. I suppose she knew how to throw down with that uh, Beskar rod in in the Mandalorian. So yeah, oh yeah, she wasn't totally out of nowhere. No, no. Um, so what it takes two shows for her to do two yeah. things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Well, we do have format in this show. We're not completely winging it. <laughs> We're not just jumping off a a cliff and hoping that somebody can throw us a few hundred yards. We're, we're professionals. But that is how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> so to do our post game, we are going to say the things, the five things that we really enjoyed about Ahsoka, five things that we thought could improve. And uh, in so doing, we pretty much hit all the things that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I found that uh, to set this all up, I was super skeptical. Daniel will know this because we text all the time about this. Super skeptical about the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I, I don't think this is going anywhere near where it should be going. Um, especially because in the back of my mind, I'm like, this has got to be Dave Filoni's passion project where he really wants to put all of his chips down and show the world he can do this thing, even more so than Mandalorian. Watching it a second and third time, I got the pacing a little bit mm, down mm. and I started to really enjoy how the the world that he was creating took me in. So so I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it because it felt like you were there from the beginning. I was <clears throat> and I was surprised. And I think that's I think that was how I began my text to you after I saw the first episode. It's like I or the first two episodes was it was just like I am all in on this and and I remained yeah. that way for the whole series which is surprising because I've been pretty meh about most of most of Obi-Wan Kenobi a third of the third season of the Mandalorian and I just I sort of went into yep. this thinking kind of I guess with kind of a bad attitude of like okay show me yeah um and then pretty much immediately was delighted well handful of things to to talk about. I would love to jump into your first thing. We're going to do our top five things that we love, five things to be improved. What's first on your list? Um, I, I had to just, I, I couldn't decide how I wanted to order this. So I, I think I'll just pick one and, and start talking. Um, I liked, I really liked the world itself. The, the world yeah. in which this series took place felt very real. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel. I mean, I'm sure they did shoot a good chunk of it in the the void thing, but but it also felt like a lot of it was outside, uh, in nature. Yep. It it felt it felt very lived in. It felt very gritty. It really felt like Star Wars to me, and it also felt unbelievably magical. Yeah. In a way, uh, magical and exciting, and also fun, in a way that. Andor also felt like that to to uh, 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 to me as well, and in a way that none of the other stuff really has. Everything has felt very manufactured, and and like it's a set. I mean, I know that it's all a set because I'm not seven, but yeah. but it it felt much more believable and lived in. And I just like the 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 world itself felt kind of magical and alive. And for a show that that for the first time really kind of dug in a little bit to the force and, and the magic of, of what that is. Like it just, it just felt like they created that sort of magical and fun and a little dangerous, a little bit of danger in the world. And I was, and I, I was, I was thrilled from the get go. Thoroughly agree. There's something about not just the original trilogy, but like Tolkien's work mm -hmm. or Harry Potter's work where like the world itself is a character 
And if you can engage the world in that way, come to love the world in that way. I don't know that this is a world to love, but it is a world that's beautiful and alive and vibrant and might grab you at times. Um, Yeah, it's certainly certainly fascinating, whether it's the worlds themselves, whether it's the magic of it, whether it's the... um, some of the creatures that we're seeing either for the first time ever or for the first time in live action. Um, the, the Purgle was fascinating to me. I know I, I'd seen yeah. them in one episode of, of, of rebels. Uh, right. And we see a brief glimpse of them with, with the uh, Grogu catches. Um, but it was just right. so magical and wonderful. I just, just like, this is what I, this is what I wanted, but I didn't know that I that, wanted it. That is one of those things that, if if you can embrace the the space whales, <laughs> then everything else is gonna work. It's like it's like the comedian that comes out and tells their dirtiest joke up front, and it's like, okay, uh, if you stick around, right, then yeah. then we're gonna go some great places. But well, I think like, it's smart that they didn't jump, they didn't lead with that. Right, they looked phenomenal yeah. though, as you were saying, and there is something about yeah, just the. Maybe part of that's just the scale of those creatures, um, but and the, and the just the the special effects work, the the creature design and special effects were really gorgeous with with all of it, but particularly those characters. Um, it I watch a lot of uh, Discovery Channel Ocean documentaries, and and sure. when you watch documentaries about actual pods of of whales humpback whales blue whales but like the way they move and interact with each other as a pod they just captured so what i like they cat you know it felt real even though it's like right they're they're space whales but they just did a really great job making those characters and that scene with her with ahsoka just standing in front of them and them kind of communicating through the force like a like a like a Star Wars int moot kind of a thing where they're just, nobody's talking, but everybody's communicating. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, it's good. I don't know if this is intentional or not. The one place where the world isn't alive is in the bureaucratic scenes. And I could see that oh, being sure. intentional. Like, here's here's our new Senate building. And I'm just like, this, this feels cardboard. It doesn't have the same kind of life and buzz to it for me i hadn't consciously thought that but as as we're talking about it now it's kind of making me think i wonder if that is intentional right because it does feel very much like well mon mothma's there and we know what she's doing and we understand that and 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 we do know that there's this sort of blind this kind of blind eye to slow creeping fascism correct in the United States, I'm sorry, in the Star Wars universe. Um, we know what it's like for congressmen to kind of set the stage with, with all sorts of fantastical questions that are just questions over and over and over and over again against like order. Yeah. That are setting the stage for yeah. something else. I get the vibe that none of those senators that were sort of mansplaining the world to to the character of Hera actually are doing anything actually have any real authority i'm like you just seem like some ding dong who's in charge because he is and doesn't matter i suppose that gets to my first uh positive and it's there is an 
this is, I felt like it was understated, but this is clearly a show about women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I don't know that it would come out into like you could say it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't buzz the way that something like you know, like bridesmaids does, or something. It's like I'm watching Star Wars, and he, he, these are Star Wars characters. But th- as you're as you're talking about like the the senator whose name is escaping me, who essentially is the clown on the, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, running the committee. He gets questioned about whether he served, whether he put in some blood, sweat, and tears in the in the war they just fought. And, of course, he he didn't. Privileged guy representing the folks back home, apparently. Um, he had bone spurs. <laughs> <laughs> he did not have to participate in the Clone Wars. <clears throat> Sitting up there. Yeah. But Hera did. Hera lost a lover. Uh, Hera has been throwing punches for a while, and the just the there is a power, and there's obviously a lot of femininity. And mixing those in this uh, show was just a big part of this show. Um, yeah, I mean three three main female protagonists. Uh, you know, uh, a female supporting character in 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 Mon Mothma, and then. One of your main antagonists is a woman, and I guess you have three supporting female villains as well with the Night Sisters, which was great. Yep. The um, I suppose there's not much more to say there, but I just thought they landed the plane. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just I thought they executed that well. So, uh, what's your first critique? <clears throat> um, I guess it's about this. It's kind of about these eight to six to eight episode series in general i I'm, i love what they're doing but the the idea of this is this is essentially a movie it, you know we're, we're making it it's like no you're not you're making a tv show so make a tv show um mm-hmm. i i wish they would do that because there because there were some things that if it was a movie it would have gotten developed a little more and if they really dug into it as a tv show they could have also done that um i loved the casting of um Mary Elizabeth Winstead as as Hera. I thought I thought it was brilliant casting. Really, I I, I think she's wonderful. Um, And and she looked awesome as that character. And and the moments she was on screen were were fantastic. I thought, particularly with a character that, as I've gone and watched some episodes of Rebels, they don't do much with Hera in the animated series. I don't like she's mm-hmm. she's not a super fleshed out great character and I and I really had hoped they would do that with her in this series and it just didn't feel like they really had time to. So I wish they had more time. I wish they had either done longer episodes or a couple of more episodes and really given us some of these some good moments with some of these characters. Right. Hera was actually one of my first critiques. I really thought that her story just didn't capture my attention at all. Well, because there, there wasn't la- one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there had to be better things to do. I do understand that they're like prepping the home front, you know, for an invasion. So you kind of have to set up the world back there. But it just wasn't interesting. Uh, you have introduced her kid, Jason. Uh, there's, I, it seemed to me there was countless things you could do on these fronts. And in fact, I, I suppose it's part of a bigger problem, but everything that they're doing with kind of this, um, what do they call it? The Imperial Remnant. Mm-hmm. 
everything that they're doing to a showcase those folks just as boring as hell to me in this show and in Mandalorian 3 in particular. Like just I'm just I'm yeah, just yeah. not interested either one or two your actors just aren't connecting to this either. And uh and she's kind of in that world. She looks fantastic, looks exactly like the character just just I, I I don't care. And she had I think I think the some of the best moments she had is in that Senate scene, even though the the senators themselves are kind of like whatever. But mm-hmm. um, she's good in that scene. Yep. And her little moment yep. with Mon Mothma is really good. Yep. Um, in fact, one of the few places I got emotional was actually in that scene, but it had nothing to do with any of those guys. <laughs> right. But but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, in general, but I guess specifically with her, that was that was one where yeah. I'm like, why this is a character that and and I, I was kind of coming to it not as big of a fan as everybody else is with Rebels, but I'm like, this is a character that people love. Why why wouldn't you give us a little bit more? Yeah, lots of potential. They're setting up. The, they're setting up the, that movie. Yeah, that's, that's my brother's. That's I, my brother's theory. I talked. We he and I talked a little bit, and that's his theory. There's I I'll tell you a through line with Hera here in two seconds, but. I do want to just as a as a side note. I loved the C three PO scene. I loved everything about it, and I'm sure there's things to critique. I didn't even get on to the Twitter to see what you know negativity I could inject into my veins on C three PO. I just started weeping. I thought it was great. I was like, this brings in. The Leia element yeah. without having to do things that are clearly uh, everything's so controversial with deep fake technology now. Um, and it was just a way to do that in a way that I've, I've just really resonated with. So, yeah, I thought it was a really lovely, um, great, just great to see Anthony Daniels again. And there was that great picture of him on set with the helmet off. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, right, he's still there. He's still doing it. Um, and just a lovely. Just a lovely tribute to Carrie Fisher, even though she's not yep. there. I mean, you know, it, obviously it's Princess Leia, but really, like, much to her chagrin, you cannot separate the two. So just a lovely little nod to her. Yep. Continuing to honor. Uh, my next positive goes alongside what could happen with Hera. Something hit me in it. So you may have seen this. The documentary that they released about halfway through on the making of was just called Master an apprentice. Oh no. And it's just a, it's just a little short about some of the relationships. But there's a lot of that going on in this series which I really uh, enjoyed the the teacher and the student. So I want to go watch uh, that cuz I did know, not I did not know that was a thing. You're going to have Balin and Shin. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Ahsoka and Sabine and I think they're setting up Ezra is back, you know, in the the primary galaxy, and there's a clear student that Ezra is going to have a chance to teach, and it is the son of his teacher. Oh yeah, so yeah. Kanan's son is Jason. Jason clearly has some powers, but that's that's a that's a lovely touch. I like this is he's a male Twilight hybrid. He doesn't. He's a yep. He's a human. With green hair. His, his hair is green. That's it. <laughs> and twi- Twilight Mom. Right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do the character design. 
But, but the the master apprentice thing is interesting. So notice this. This kind of came to me. It blew my mind. You will know that uh, there uh, Yoda is a uh, is a Jedi. You'll you'll be familiar with Yoda. Green. Yoda. <laughs> green. Yeah. The green one. Another another green associated Ears. with Yoda. Yeah. Yes. Yoda has an apprentice. It's Dooku. Dooku has an apprentice. It's Qui Gon. Qui Gon has an apprentice which is Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan has an apprentice, which is Anakin. Anakin has an apprentice, with his, which is Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's apprentice is now Sabine. It's a very strange place to go from Yoda, the, the great master, through all of these Jedis. I, it's, it struck me as like a lot of pressure. Like all of a sudden, Sabine is in the lineage, as it were. Mm. You know, if if you had this line of kings and queens and it like it landed on like when you see a on wall of pictures of former university professors <laughs> here, are all or, these people who couldn't see uh, the rise of the empire right in front of their face. You're joining this lineage. <laughs> Presidents or popes or whoever. It's like the Vatican just has pictures of all the popes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Some of them are like etchings. <laughs> I bet you there's a room somewhere. <laughs> it's the dining hall. It's a lot of like wood paneling. It's the only room that isn't like an opulent palace. That's right. It's like a New England university. <laughs> I do love the master and apprentice image there, though. That uh, these these stories of what we pass on and the relationships there. There was a quote at some point. Um, it was in this last episode that, uh, what's the droid's name? It's Dr. Uh, Hu Yang. Hu Yang, that's it. <laughs> Said, it's as challenging, the relationship between the master and apprentice is as challenging as it is meaningful. Yeah, that's a good, it's a great says, line. It was a great line. Uh, so that's what I got as my positive. You got to... He, where were we? I, I got one. I got, I'm on my second positive. Perfect. <clears throat> he and and that that he is actually my second positive. The the character of Hu Yang, just a great character. I have and I have never seen him before. I know he was in Rebels. Yeah. Um, but I have not seen any episodes that he has been in. Um, but as a as a as a proper nerd, I love David Tennant. Quite a lot, right? And and any Doctor Who do, fan, yeah. Of, of do, that, that's what. Uh, I, and it's not my joke, but I and I don't remember who said it, but they're, they're like, we should call this character Doctor Who Yang, and I was like, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, see, I missed that in terms yeah. of how you were going. Um, yeah, thank you. Which and and but uh, yeah, Doctor Who, um, uh, Good Omens, the 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 Neil Gaiman yeah. series, um, Shakespearean. Yeah, he's done, yeah, 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 he's great production. He's got a famous Hamlet, version Hamlet, and a, and a shockingly great production of Richard the Second, which which ah. I, maybe one other person has ever said shockingly great production of Richard the <laughs> Second, but um, he's very good. But uh, I I loved this character, it, 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 and again, a lot of the things that I liked are these sort of mystical connections to the proper magic of the force and even though Huyang is a droid yes he's there's still this kind of mystical magical he's Mr. Ollivander he's you know the character who 
gives you your weapon and passes on your information yeah. and keeps the secrets of the of the thing and he's kind of this tie to this ancient you know this this life this droid is this tie to this life force this ancient thing that connects all beings um yeah and he's kind of bitchy and snarky and um i just loved the character he's just a he he's just he's i mean and again i know he's been in rebels so it's not he gets to join because he already is but in in my coming to 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 meet this character i mean i feel like he joins the ranks of all the great droid characters yeah agreed and that's a great observation that in this this all these different characters that you could say this is the one that really is bringing out the flavors of the mystical it it was it was the droid you know it it happened in the way that it ended up happening was with his age and his experience he had been there during these moments he had known these people he had served you know he was there when Kanan built his lightsaber you know, and had actual authentic interactions. And the fact that he is the reservoir, uh, I'm sorry, he's the, you know, the holder of the story. That was, that was a big element, I thought, to his character. that he's uh, got a pro- professorial mm-hmm. side of teaching. Here's the histories of the Jedi and the, all of that. And it's in this observant, servant-hearted, Q-ish kind of figure. You know? Yeah. This the scene where he's training Sabine was was wonderful. Was. Um and I I loved the kind of evolution of seeing the training too. Just thinking of the first time we see Luke being mm-hmm. trained in the in the Millennium Falcon, but the idea that the the hologram sword keeping yeah. track yeah. of where the blows are struck and then showing you where they should have been in the in the form. Yeah. Uh, just so cool. Apple, here's the thing, Apple. <laughs> we, d- we don't want the visor. What I want is that thing. Yes, yeah, seriously. I want the... the, 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 the what, I don't even you know what you call that. The registering your, your saber cuts. You the know. slash paddle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a better I don't want to I don't, don't want to say that ever again. <laughs> so many different roles there. And I... And, the I suppose this goes along with the master and apprentice, but there was a, a very cute moment of him saying, I saved this one piece just in case Kanan's ever broke. And he's that kind of character, you know, of saving all the things. Yeah. And but this uh, was meant for you. There's a lot of fate and destiny in this yes. show. Yeah. Uh I think much more so than I can think of. You know, they Darth Vader can say to Luke, "This is your destiny," but it doesn't really work the way that it does in this one. This one, it actually was, man. You were fated to hand the baton to right Ezra. Yeah, this and Ezra's w- going to go back, and you guys are going to get left. Yeah, when the, when of. they talk about it any other time, it just kind of it just, it does just feel like uh, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. But here they're they're like getting grounded on that. This is a you know this is as the force wills it, and so we're gonna run with it. It's good. I thought just to piggyback a little bit more. Um, I thought all the droids, yeah, were phenomenal. Uh, Chopper looks fantastic. Has a lot of personality. Um, 
my my wife uh, who's hasn't seen Rebels immediately attracted to the character. <laughs> Why isn't there more of that guy? Um, Swearing the, at people, I assume. <laughs> yes, I mean it, he's a sassy bitch, man. <laughs> that's, that's what that character is. The uh, and the evil characters, as they were, the the droids that were the antagonists, I thought were menacing enough. They weren't like overpowered, but in the fight that was between oh yeah, what's his name? Dang it, Hu Yang. Yeah, and and the the droids that came out, or even the very first scene. Where Ahsoka is fighting the the four like kind of bounty hunter droids that blow up, I think they they just looked phenomenal, moved great. Everything about this was beautiful. I thought it, I had one complaint, but I thought it was just gorgeous. Yeah, I'm rambling. Now, no, you're but. please. You're, you're you've come to the right show. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm on critique now. Um, well, uh, I. One last thing on how it looked, I didn't re- I didn't notice the volume in this show the way I have in the past shows. And Daniel is nodding. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. This is an o- oral medium. I agree, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, just... I, I was thrilled. I noticed that in this very last episode, they were standing on top of the spaceship, and it was kind of moving. It was moving slow enough to where the winds in their hair, you know. And the background is moving. And I was like, they're moving the background with the volume. That's brilliant. And I didn't notice it till like the scene was almost over. And so that it like it, the, the technology is working at a higher level, I suppose. And and it just feels bigger. Maybe, maybe the space in which they have to, maybe it wasn't ever really outside. I have no idea. Some of the moments where they're in the ruins and things made me think they might actually be outdoors, but maybe they're opening it up. Cause I think, I think that was, I'm sure we said this on the show, or you and I talked about this, but that was just so much of my problem with Kenobi. It mm-hmm. felt so stilted. It felt like they had about yeah. 12 feet to run before they would run into the wall. So they were like, okay, run after the... You as a grown-ass man, run after the six-year-old, but sort yeah. of half-run because you don't have far to go and you can't catch her, so it you just, it just looked stilted and strange. That's exactly right. Good, good job, y'all. I'm excited for for the future there. Uh, what's your second negative? Um, well, um, Thrawn is fine. I I'm gonna go with you on that. <laughs> I I felt like there was a lot more potential. It might be the world and where everything's placed presently. Yeah, he. That it, there's only so much strategizing you can do. I thought he was great in this final episode. I. I Caught yeah. a sense of menace and a, and a sense of, oh yeah, he is really evil in, in that like we're gonna right. give this great honor to 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 the the witches and everything else, and then go be distracted with this other thing while it happens, and we're going to get in the car and slowly drive away, and then oh she right. might be dead oh well, she yeah. what a sacrifice no what so I, I thought that was properly evil and and nasty and sinister and i really dug it um wonderful performance yeah by 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 lars mickelson um you can tell he's skilled oh yeah he's he's uh the episode of sherlock where he's the the where the mind palace guy incredible brilliant villain yeah um he's got a great voice 
I just felt like he could have, like, I wanted to kind of get knocked on my ass. Yeah. With this, the first time you're seeing him in real life. Okay, cool. And then I was just like, hey, it's cool. I think that's a great critique. There's there's more potential here. Yeah. They were showing his menace by the fact that he's willing to clearly sacrifice his own people helter skelter, you know. Right, but but if that's the thing you do in three and a half episodes each time, it's like, oh, I wonder if he'll be mad that some soldiers died this time. Nope, probably not. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, the wig <laughs> bothered the hell out of me. Yeah, the, the look was slightly... I thought the look could be improved. When yeah. when he was front on, it was fine. But anytime he was at a profile, it was like a two yeah. two and a half inches above his ear and too small in the back, and it 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 was it was strange to me, and it bugged me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you say it, I'm like, yep. His voice just is so great for this character, and so I think I when whenever his scenes were up, I was just really intrigued. Well, it was it wasn't until I, voice, I looked I at a um, I looked at a screenshot somebody had posted on Instagram, and that was the first time I noticed it. And I was like, "Is this a weirdly edited photo that the the wig yeah. looks so weird?" And then I went and rewatched that week's episode, and I was like, "No, that's just what the wig looks like." Right. <laughs> Well, I'm going to jump in with a negative on a character as well. My, the character that's not working for me is Captain Tiva, who is the gentleman with the white beard who's an X-Wing pilot. He's been in a lot of stuff now, and I just don't... It's, a again, one of those characters. I just don't care. And I'm just a nice guy flying an X-Wing. And it kind of takes me out of the world. Like where we were saying there's so many mm. great things about this world where it's like, man, it it just has a sense of reality to it. That character actually strikes me as, you know, it, it just takes me out of it. So I don't know if that's just a pet peeve. Uh, I should be more specific, but it's it's almost like he he doesn't necessarily belong in this world. Or maybe it's the case that he's saying, up, we're too nice to fend off the First Order when they come around, you know, kind of characters, but... That's interesting. I, I, he, uh, he is fine. You know what I mean? Like that's, I, I don't actually have a strong opinion one way or the other. When he shows up, I'm just like, oh, you, you're here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it is meant to, I, I honest to God wonder if it is just to create a sense of time and place of, oh, we're, we must be in the same time as the Mandalorian right. because there he is. Yep. You know, there's how, you know, John Ratzenberger is in every Pixar movie. <laughs> that's it. That's I. Anyway, they need to work on that guy. That's that's all I got to say. What's your uh, what's your third that's positive? So funny. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> um, my third positive also feels very broad and obvious to say, but I, I love how much of how much the, this show is about the force and again it's like mm -hmm. no shit it's star wars but it hasn't been so much of star wars yeah. has not yeah, been yeah. and and or or it's it's like they'll open it up a little bit but you're like you know this thing can go a whole hell of a lot faster than you're driving it you're going like 20 miles yeah. an hour um well, we've had a lot of shows that haven't been force 
you know, centric, you know, Andor has no force right. in it. Uh, you know, in Mandalorian, I suppose you have, uh, you have Grogu from time to time. But, but yeah. you know, I just, I, you, you would have thought maybe like Kenobi would have been so very much about <laughs> sure the fit and it was not, um, right. It was like it was almost about the lack of the force in some ways, because because he's struggling. Right. It was like Star Wars Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> this show was so about the force, whether it was yep. whether it was Hu Yang, whether it was so much of Balin's character. Um, yep. I, I should really pivot and just say that I guess he's my positive because because he should be because that because my God, what a what a what an amazing character. But just by way of getting. To, to detour before coming back to that, whether it's Hu Yang, whether it's Balin, whether it's seeing the Purgle, whether it's the planet that they're on with the with the Night Sisters, like seeing the Night Sisters in in real uh, live action, I was very thrilled by. Um, and I didn't think, you know, we've said in other episodes, I'm not really interested in the mysticism and in the Force. I want to see, you know. Like I want to see more stuff like Andor. I want to see more stuff like Solo, and, and I didn't realize that. While I do like those things, I didn't realize how much I wanted to see something that was properly about the Force and what it can do, yeah. and the the like weird shit, the like nutty stuff that, that like, and, and particularly, my God, I mean, we said at the top of this, this last episode was just like, want to see some weird shit the Force can do, right? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Like it, which I love, I just loved, and it's it's it was it was it was just it felt like a show about magic, and I just loved it. I think that's, and we've talked about this in one of our previous episodes, but there's times where you have to shift, it, like these uh, superhero properties in particular, where it's like you're really rich and you can do cool stuff, and then you have superpowers, and then it, what what what's the next step beyond superpowers? And the next step is into the realm of is magic. magic. Yeah. Because it's an actual adversary that superpowers often can't wrestle with at the same level. And that's, that's exactly where they're going. And you, and, and because you start to get characters who don't quite have the same magic or don't have magic at all or whatever. And, and watching them fight is, is fascinating too. Just to, and just to, mm-hmm. you know, to parallel that to comic book movies, you know that's what's so great about um, Infinity War or even Civil War, where it's where it's you've got the different power sets going up against each other. Right. You know how is Spider-Man going to fight Scarlet Witch or whatever? You know, like it's not interesting when Spider-Man fights another character with similar powers to him, and that's what's so great about right. this stuff with Star Wars, where it's not just regular jedi now you've got now you've got a witch like who is use who can use the force but she's not a jedi she's not a sith she's a witch like what are you gonna do we spent a lot of time on that when we did our night sisters uh episodes and just i love that they see this as having lots of potential i would watch a show about the Night Sisters. Yeah. I realize it's probably a little darker and a little weirder than, than, than they're probably wanting to go. Uh, I would be all about that. <laughs> I mean, they absolutely have one that they can make in, in that they haven't put the end of Ventress's story on film, and they absolutely should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be a great place to put that. Um, circling back to Balin on this front, the, the 
I thought that Balaam was a phenomenal character. A lot of us have really wanted that gray Jedi character, you know, and it, it seemed like he everything that he said you could put into the mouth of Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. You, you beat me to it. I was going to say he yeah. he was what I wish Luke was in the the uh, last couple movies. That's it. And Skywalker needs to had had to have something of an arc. I think in that movie, at least I thought that's where they took that. Balin, I suppose he has an arc. He has certainly a trajectory, but it is he's he's a, he's a, he's establishing that um, relationship with faith, with the Jedi, and with the future in 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 a way, yeah, that was entirely reminiscent of what Luke Skywalker believed and thought. And I think you're right. I think now that I'm thinking about what you just said. They did. They just did it at a much higher level with this character. And I, and I really liked. Uh, he technically, I'll I'll have to piggyback to another negative because he was going to be that that character itself was going to be my fourth positive. But since we're already talking about it, Good. I'll just I'll Good. just j- jump in with you. Um, I liked that he wasn't really a villain. Yes. Yep. Antagonist. Yeah. Yes, but that he but, was almost a villain. that he was almost. I didn't think this until the final moment of his final. Mo- unfortunately, really, his final moment. I guess in the in the right. series, oh, that's so heartbreaking. I mean, that actor in general is just super, so talented, but super um, heartbreaking. But um, his final moment on that statue, and then it took me a second to like jog my memory and like, oh, that's I know who he's on that statue of. That's fascinating. Um, I assume. Who's he on the well, statue? Wasn't that of? statue of? Um, it's been too long since I've watched the episode. But when they go to the planet that's entirely the 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 good and the light side of the Force, and there's the ancient, like that's oh, who I thought that was. It, I might be wrong, that but that's be. what I thought it's that the father was. is there. Yeah, man, I gotta go back and look at that. That's that's excellent. That's what I thought, and and yeah. and it wasn't until I saw that, and and if that's not who that is, I'll 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 feel like an the, idiot uh, mortis but, yeah thank you um i i had this moment where i thought oh my gosh he's not actually the bad guy he he didn't want he really didn't want to fight ahsoka like he kind of was talking about and he didn't even seem to really want to be part of what the the night sisters or um thrawn was trying yeah. to do it was like he used everybody to get to this planet to to get the thing he wanted to find this balance or find this religious thing or whatever his uh yeah. whatever his end game was I thought it was fascinating where I was like oh he's not actually in he's not in it for any of the reasons these other characters are in it and he has outsmarted Thrawn and all of these other people and I just thought that was so fascinating yeah that's excellent yeah if they go down that road that if he knows that I don't know what that would be like. The theological center is in that space. If that's what he's referring to in terms of like, there was one line where he was really looking for some sort of power source there. Yeah. Whether it was, yeah. And whether it's like proper power or knowledge or balance or, or, but the idea that, um, it's funny. I just, I saw a play a couple of nights ago that feels like it painted pretty black and white ideas of the way life is. And it ends with one of the characters kind of pointing out, well, we choose 
what we think and what we want to do and what we're bothered by and what we have to do to get what we need. And that feels like so much of that character too, where it's like, okay, I'm not one of these guys, but I'll align with these guys because they have, they have the car keys. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I thought too. And the, the greater, the, the greater outcome of this thing I'm trying to discover is worth maybe getting my hands a little bit dirty. I'm not saying this is the right way to live in real life. I hasten to say <laughs> like this I don't I don't always think no. that's the right way to do, but from a as a character and as a story to watch an episode of television, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. He's got a steel spine and some deep values there, but he's very pragmatic at that level. Like I'm going to align myself with some terrible people, but this is the end and I know the end. Yeah, just really it well. Even allows. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, just so well done. Yeah, agreed. Honors his student and what she really wants and desires. Is like this is who you are and what you want, and I'm gonna release you into it. He at one point said something to the extent of not wanting to kill a Jedi because there's so few of them, mm-hmm. and there's uh, something about that character I think is held back where. Um, he doesn't he plays the game with everyone he never lies to shin it's like he's very much with his full heart she doesn't i I don't know that she's intelligent enough to get it it's almost like it's almost like he's speaking to the wall but there's a person there i think she's it feels like he's like 12 steps ahead of you know where she well, is. It also feels like she, I don't know. If, talking. I don't know if I'd say she's a wall. Uh, she, she, feel, the the character feels very much like a kid. Yeah, like a child. I mean, I know it's an adult woman playing her, but I mean, and she feels like a she. She is the sort that's of a better way. Yeah. She is sort of the foil or the antithesis of Sabine. I felt like in watching them fight each other. That's what was sure. so interesting. It's like the two different sides of this impulsive impetuousness. Um, yeah. I thought, was, I, thought was, I thought it was interesting. Fair and good. Um, I did love, just as a side note, this was something that I, I did steal from the internet, one of the few things I saw, but it it, it appears that he has a kyber crystal as a belt buckle. And yeah, which does I good. Sent the, whoever caught that, fascinating. Love that. Even if it doesn't come into play, the fact that it's almost like, you know, this is part of my past and I'm carrying it with me is still something I think that it's just worthy and interesting. Well, and so much, so much of, um, so much of storytelling for an actor is the costume. And there, there's things that are on costumes that, yeah, that don't get talked about in a script or don't get talked about in whatever, but still inform so much of who that character is. Yeah. Yeah. If that, and if that is what that is, that's brilliant. And if that's not what that is, it's what it should be. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I get, I got to make sure that I do this all, all good and right. Um, cause I get three more. Mm-hmm. My, my third positive, I, I thought Hayden Christensen was great. I, I thought that it, I could see somebody who gets a gig when they're young and it's so big in the popular imagination and clearly didn't quite, you know, there's so many things kind of going against him. And I, I, I think a, a lot of folks, especially in terms of the second movie, think it didn't arrive. I actually watched uh, an edit 
by uh, Topher, what's his name, uh, from that 70s show? Topher Grace? Grace? Oh, Topher Grace? He did an edit of uh, the prequels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, and it's really, it's really good. And it just, it brings out, you can see, like, in the editing, the the performance actually can be elevated in, in a way that really brings out a lot more depth and heart and beauty than what we get, in my opinion, especially in the second movie. Um, Grace's uh, edit almost exclusively focuses on that second movie, <laughs> and he, he creates a really good story. Doesn't he cut life. the first movie really down enjoyed. to, like, basically the last 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, he just shows Qui Gon's death, and then we're moving. That's all you need. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, I'm with that. I I also think just to, I mean, Lord knows we've we've spent our share of time, you and I, and we, the collective, uh-huh. we, shitting on <laughs> that second film. But it I, it really is Lucas. I mean, the writing is not there, right? And right. the strong directing is not there. But he takes the brunt of a lot of that. I think he does. He do, you talking about Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does, and 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 that is that is probably unfair because because it is so much of the stuff is so much of the failings I think with those prequels are Lucas's, and then anytime people want to discuss those failings, it's like, well, this is a movie for kids. Are, are you sure? Because right. in the last two, particularly, there's some like deeply upsetting, kind of awful, violent things to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's for twelve year olds. You sure? No, if I do a bad true. play, I can't be like, well, this was for kids. It's like, oh, really? Well, there's 10 minutes of nothing but swearing. Yeah, but I don't know what else to say if you think it's bad. The thing with Christensen in this, in just the few scenes that he has, I could see a man who had like internalized this part for 20 years getting a chance to actually come out and say, here's what I can do. And there's all sorts of great moments in those you know, in those, uh, in episode two and three, but I, I don't know, like there was something about his voice and his presence and his command of the, of the scene. I just thought that he was like, he embodied Darth Vader very well in those scenes. Like I was, I was like, there it is. That, that is Vader without the suit is what I felt watching some of those scenes. Oh, that's interesting. Not your take. Um, no, it is. It is not. I mean, I, I don't know that I really had a take. I just, I just hadn't thought that. I, I, I really liked it, particularly the the first couple times we see him in that purgatory holding. What, 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 yeah. what was that called? In the, it's the world between worlds. But yeah, but yeah, I loved that. Or, yeah, I yeah. thought that was so great. Um. I thought they played it really nicely too, where it was like, okay, is this really him? Is this Force yeah. Ghost him? Is this some yeah. like terrifying evil, like Dark Side of the Force thing that's right. playing games with her? And I have my own opinion about what that is, particularly now knowing how the show ends. Right. How the show ends, I think, brings a lot of clarity, actually. Yeah. In my mind, she was having to wrestle with. I don't know that that was actually a location or a personality. I think she, I think she's doing deeper psychological business. Oh, interesting. You know, with her past. Sure, is what I saw there. And having to, I think, yeah, ha- yeah, yeah, having to, having to find a way to justify the knowledge that two things can be true—that he could, he could have become one of the most evil people in the universe, and also could have, could have been a good man. 
Right. Even um, she says something to the extent of my legacy is death and war. And she was repeating something Balin said to her at one point. And I think she, I don't think that's who Ahsoka is at all. But I could believe, I think the show creators want you to believe that she believes it. That all she sees is herself as a soldier. All her, all she sees her is herself out there, you know, slaughtering people, and that's her role. And obviously, as I say it, it's like who who did she actually kill? <laughs> it's like <laughs> droids, you know. Um, no, but it is that flashback moment is so interesting where you see her talking about that, where where it's like you know trying to trying to bring t- to terms what you're meant to be as a Jedi and now what you're out here doing. Yes. Yeah, there you go. And maybe she didn't directly kill anybody, but she is a general and she's directing people who did kill people. So so to a degree, she is not wrong in, in saying a, a good chunk of her time as a Jedi is death. I suppose I hadn't thought about this. It's not necessarily who she killed, but... She is a general commanding people into places where they are killed. And there are a handful of Clone Wars episodes and scenes where she's having to wrestle with carnage. And doing it as a baby, pretty much, too. Like, you don't see it in the animated show, but it wasn't until, like, that, that young woman, and I cannot remember her name. And I wish that I could. And the actress from Barbie. Yeah, she was in Barbie, yes. and she was so great. And she's also Little Gamora in in in, um, um, sure the the Marvel stuff. But she's a young woman, and like seeing this young young lady in the, this real life role, you're like, oh my god, this is a child soldier. <laughs> right. Like, oh my god, your your brain isn't even formed, and she's doing this stuff. So it's like that is that is traumatic. And yeah, if you're if you're watching, a, you know, adult soldiers die in your, you know, while you're holding their hands, and it was your decision to take that hill, as it were, you know, that's some stuff. Yeah, really well done. Might might leave some scars. Yeah, might need to go back into those memories and do some business. Yeah, go into the world between worlds and get some therapy. So I, the show started so slow for her, and that character just didn't hit me like Ahsoka and I, th- I think that's what they were going for I think the directions were of that sort like mm. we want you to be in this place of still of trauma and regret and it's post empire but you still need to struggle because when she comes back and becomes Ahsoka the White I felt like her personality changed I don't think she gets as much screen time after that but if like for the the personality, but she's she's more quippy, like the Peter Parker side mm-hmm. of Ahsoka could come out a couple of times. She's still a little bit older, but anyway, that was my take. I thought that the character shifts into more of what I envision Ahsoka to be in the back half of the show. Well, I mean, that's the way they should have done Kenobi too you know what i mean yeah, it, it's right. just like this is this is kind of you know balin is how we should have seen luke and and you know the clone wars sort of forgives so many of the sins of the the prequel films mm. and and dealing with a jedi knight who's wrestling with what they've done and the life that they've had and blah 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 which is what kenobi was meant to be about except it wasn't um i just thought it was so good uh somebody posted um 
it wasn't even about Ahsoka, but I was just thinking about it made me think about Ahsoka just because of knowing how much Filoni sees her as a Gandalf. Just on one of the Insta, I, I follow a this is some like real nerd stuff, but I follow a uh, Lord of the Rings like quote sure Instagram page, you know, because why not? Yeah, yeah. It, they they posted a couple of slides of when Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White from the book, and it's when Aragorn says to him. Sorry, I thought you were. I thought you were Saruman, and and Gandalf says, "I am," except it's the way he should have been, or what something to to that effect. And and right. and then literally like two days later, I watched the episode where she's in the the white robes and everything, and 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 it is. And I know we kind of talked about it on our prediction episode too, where where I had said I think I think I had said or one of us had said the idea that she sort of shows up and is these things the way they were meant to be. It is such a. It's such a. It was. It was wild to sort of parallel those two right next to each other. Of like, yeah. oh yeah, you are your teacher, except who he should have been. Right. The more you're talking, this is coming out of left field. But so when Last Jedi came out, you will know this. There was so much complaining about Luke and what <laughs> Luke should have been. And this is what it was. That was the experience I had of the Ahsoka character. Mm. It's like, this is, I have this mental image. This is what Ahsoka should be post-Empire. But those show creators know that they need to create an arc. They need to create an arc for Ahsoka, who the show is named after. (laughs) So the broody, withdrawn Ahsoka that you see up front has to be there so that something can transform in her and and I suppose that's by this was going to be my my other negative was just how they constructed that character at the beginning, but I think I think that's what's going on anyway. Hmm. Uh, what's your? We got two more positives. What's your next positive? I I dovetailed my positive into our Balin conversation because he was going to be my his that character was my fourth positive. So. Well, let me let me throw out a. I have two more positives as it were uh, that or two things I really wanted to hit. The first to to build on, I suppose, Ahsoka and the positives here. The theme of love, as many who have listened to our podcast will know, I think is so interesting in Star Wars and how they're navigating it. And I thought they really nail it with Ahsoka is wrestling with love, and it, I don't think it's obvious. Um, she knows that Anakin fell. Because of love. Hmm. Um, I had the sense all the way through, it, I don't know that this holds now, but that Sabine wanted to go to Mandalore to save her family for love and, you know, and Ahsoka kept her back. But it sounded like in this last episode, which I haven't got to rewatch, that it was more of a revenge thing. She didn't want to train Sabine so that she could go, you know, on a killing spree. Well, doesn't Hu Yang say that too? Uh, the the latter well does the 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 notion that training her might not be good for some of those reasons if she's that powerful if she's that angry if she's Correct. That, yeah i thought that was interesting so yeah the, i i suppose it didn't get fleshed out this might be a, a critique is they they didn't tell the story the they didn't like give you like the full kind of this is what happened it's just kind of hinted at in terms of you know it's sabine saying it's complicated in terms of that by the way uh when she said it was it's complicated it was my heart kind of went down it's like 
Who else are you going to talk to? You going to you going to hold this to yourself? <laughs> like you're in the middle of nowhere and you're never going to see these people again. You might as well just say share what happened. just share. <sighs> it was uh, it was just such I, that that line didn't work for me. Anyway, the that's funny. <laughs> but and and then of course Ahsoka is trying to keep Sabine from selling everything to go find Ezra. And it's all love is just underneath this this whole thing. And love for Ahsoka. This was the thing I kept thinking. Ahsoka thinks that love is dangerous. It has the power to turn her master into something dark and hideous. Mm. And I think she's wrestling with that. And it's very understated. But like if you're try- if I try and like where what what is the arc here? I think that that's where she's at. And in the end, choosing life, which is what that you know that whole middle scene when she's under the water. Which to just say again, that was so cool. <laughs> like it just yeah. uh, just such a great way to do that. Such a fun, magical, visually stunning way to do something profoundly existential, like we're talking about right. now. Just so good, like. Oh, execution was really strong, for sure. I she comes out of that. What is she learned? And it it's like that. It was I choose life. So what is that going to mean? Well, it, it looks like something like family. I suppose it looks something like maybe I I don't know. It, it, if if she chooses life, what does it mean in this show? Oh yeah, I mean. Uh, oh. I I can't answer that question, but uh, yeah, to me, to to choose to choose life or to choose family, I also feel like another way to say that is to like to choose love to to a degree, and and you know when when she's told she's gonna die alone, and then Sabine says she's not alone, and there's those those moments, you know, it feels like oh right because they love each other because they're family, um, and when she's saying. What she's really saying, I feel like at the end too, is when she's talking about Anakin and when she's saying, "My master was always by my side and always came through for me and always believed in me." It's like she is saying, "It's like she's saying, like he loved me and that was okay." Oh, there you go. And you know, pe- people we love fuck yeah. up and hurt us and do awful things and we do awful things to them and and the the particularly with family and and friends that are become family, chosen family. The the thing about loving those people is like right that is the bad things are true and you get to you get to forgive them because you love them and realize that <laughs> there's we're all going to fail each other but we all love each other right and i'm i'm maybe just <laughs> that's my uh <laughs> that is my overly emotional personality type maybe sort of projecting itself into that but that's kind of how that felt to me and i really like that yeah that's why it's powerful even if i wildly wildly disagree with the my master always stood by me no he didn't we needed to watch more of those remember when you were (laughs) in jail and everyone was like boy anakin can you believe that a a, ahsoka did this and anakin was like boy i sure can't i have a different i i need to rewatch with with your critiques in mind on this (laughs) that wasn't that wasn't my impression of those episodes that 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 annoyed the shit out of me but other than that it was fine That I it was the case that sometimes the humanity and the lack of faithfulness of of uh, 
Anakin may have come out. Um, you have to show some darkness in that character. But I suppose yes, that is true. Emotionally, whenever they're together, the history in having you know really enjoyed the Clone Wars and watched it a couple times, the history between those two characters always really gets me. Um, especially as they're doing new scenes, it's like the all the all the 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 work has been prepped for them to do just very subtle things, and I'm just a ball of tears, uh, you know, again in that. So anyway, I think this is just, I'll have to think on the loyalty side on that. I did. I did as much as, as much as I've complained about it. And as much as I think when we did our predictions, I said, I didn't want to see force ghost Anakin. Um, yeah, come on. I've, I, I've got kind of emotional at the end of it. Yeah. Seeing that, and like the fact that she didn't really see him, but he's there. Like I just felt like there's something kind of beautiful in that. Yeah, it was Sabine that saw him. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But the, but the fact that like and and then but then Ahsoka kind of stops and looks, and then she kind of turns away, and then there's Anakin. I just thought there was something really profound. Yeah, you know, whether it's her faith, whether it's the it's the whatever, where it's like where it's like you are. He's he's watching out. Yeah. There you go. And 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 maybe all the ways he was a bad teacher and a bad friend and a bad brother in in real life. Uh he's doing all the things you wish he had done now even if you can't see it. Yeah. Was was kind of wonderful and 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 just really made me feel emotional when I just that last 20 second tag. It's good. Again, I think I'm going to have a, po- a more positive spin on their uh, relationship. But for all those reasons, we know what Force Ghosts mean and, you know, and how that may play out here. So, well, I just, I guess I just mean like all the, all the things that she thinks about him throughout these eight episodes and, and sure. everything that she wrestles oh, with. Yeah, there you go. And is afraid of confronting about him or about who she is in retrospect to that him. I agree with. Despite yeah. all those things that you're worried about, the, the things that are good and true about who that guy is are there. They're right. there. And there's like Obi-Wan Kenobi says about the force, like it surrounds us and protects us and whatever. Like any of the failings of this guy that you thought were there and have wrestled with. Yeah. That shit's gone. And all of the things that are good and true are surrounding you and looking out for you that i, agree I with. loved that there's yeah yeah there is something about uh, uh being with people uh, having people close who have died when they die there's the element of them where you like remember the hard and tough things that have happened in a certain light but then there's the, it's also when somebody dies, it's, there's a experience that I've had that's like all sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say that. That's just what my experience has been. And the, there's that element. And as you were saying, there is the guardian angel kind of image. I suppose that they have here, the presence that goes with you. That's, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's a uh, precious. And such a better way. And I, here. and I know we've talked about not liking it, but just to say again, such a better way than how they chose to end Kenobi. Like, yeah. that's how you do this. Right. Like, my yeah, God. That's like, agreed. Yeah, the difference between the two Force Ghosts, this, like, they just, man. <laughs> the 
Kenobi one just didn't <laughs> didn't do the way that it could have. The or even that character. I mean, if you're, I I thought Qui Gon could easily have been used as we've said earlier on. Whereas I think they they used uh, Anakin perfectly. It's a great effect. In this show. Yeah, for yeah. a show, Kenobi was essentially like I said, cast away in space. It should have yeah. just been Obi Wan Kenobi and the ghost of Qui Gon Jinn. Is your Wilson great? Done. Perfect. I'll watch that. The uh, my last negative, and then I have one positive. Uh, my last negative is I don't know if I can get there with zombie witches as your. Like, I, I assume that's what's in the caskets that they're taking to the galaxy. Like some sort of oh. something is in a tomb, and that's what they're gonna they're gonna take over with. I could be entirely wrong. I don't know what else it could be. I mean, it sounded like that's what got set up was you have all these dead witches. And so they're going to unleash those on the, on the folks. But it just seemed like such a out of nowhere, all of a sudden we're doing zombies and I'm not, I'm not sure if I can catch up. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll do a great job, but am I? <laughs> we'll see. It does feel like army of the dead. Yep. You know, White Walkers raising the dead. That's what it is. Yeah, and, that's and there's your, that element too. Which I, which it, a, a bunch of zombie witches. I don't, I'm not interested in that. But it, but if it is sort of risen, mummified stormtroopers, that's terrifying. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if they can't shoot you; they just keep coming. I, so they had said something early on that they needed to load. Yes, all the all the things. And even and Thrawn was kind of like, no, we need to hustle up and do this tomorrow. And they said it would take like three days. Apparently, they got weapons that they've brought to a galaxy far, far away. Oh, I forgot to talk about that as a positive. At no time ever, I thought this was mm. this was super clever. I started crying when the when uh, Huyang was telling the story and began with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's not just that, I mean, there's so much going on there, but just location-wise, no one in the Star Wars universe could ever have said those words Yeah. until that moment. And <laughs> it, it had to so be him. clever. It had to be the guy that right? held all the secrets. Just so clever. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, any other uh, negatives, positives for you? Wrap this up. Uh, it, it's not a overwhelmingly negative, but it's also not a positive. I thought it was interesting how they tried to give us a map, <laughs> which is <laughs> not helpful. Like you watch Game of Thrones and you're like, "Oh, so Westeros is kind of near yeah. the the blah 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 or the, the the wall. Oh, that's so far away. Okay, that's why this is taking so long." Whereas like this, is like here's this map. What? <laughs> you will. Daniel, in the Star Wars binge, we have been crying out for maps. Well, I was excited right. when I first saw it, and then I was like, "This, this is not helpful." Yeah, it does. It doesn't even show the Seven Eleven that you're supposed to turn at. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where's the nearest Taco Bell? It's, it's, it, it's exactly what I thought. Was oh, they're going to show you some of the galaxy? Nope. It's I've, it's just it's for aesthetics. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, guys, we have seven and a half minutes of credits to fill. What if we just wrote some more show? No, no, no. We've got seven and a half minutes of credits to fill. 
how hard would it have been to throw some Coruscant in there and some Tatooine and every, and now we can kind of get a sense yeah. where everybody's at. Some readable Space words. And all the rest. <laughs> all right. Well, my number one was Sabine. Mm. I've, I've never, Sabine has never been a character that popped for me. Like in Rebels, she's fine. Yeah. She's, she's one of the family. I thought this actress did a fantastic job. I'm sorry, we're I didn't do any of the research for the names clearly in this episode, so my apologies. But the she did such a great job. I so many of the characters that I've become familiar with in animation, I have like a, an impression of them, and they're so strong in my heart and mind. Very few of the live action, you know, actors actually rise above them, in my experience. And she absolutely did. And I I was so thrilled as well. The show is called Ahsoka. But this show could have easily been called Sabine. <laughs> it wouldn't have mar- been marketed as easily, you know. But this was her show, I thought. much. I thought it was much more her show than it was Ahsoka's show. And rightly so. Growth, character development, heartache. Loved her opening. Um, the the scene with the speeder and the the she blows off the ceremony music. and yeah yeah oh, I'll, I'm I'm there, there for it I don't know that there was one beat that missed for her except for the one line it's complicated <laughs> everything else I thought worked was it did, was it you maybe somebody else but was somebody texted me and they said that obviously she wasn't going to die when she got when she got the lightsaber wound was that, that you was or? me that so. Watching it, so when I watched it the first time and then jumping into the second episode, I was absolutely uh, convinced that she was still alive. And so when I went and did the rewatch, she is she got stabbed and then she's like swinging the saber as though she's really injured, but she's not like dying the way that Qui-Gon was or like somebody might get shot and just go straight down. Well, she got stabbed... I, Quite off to the side of her body, as opposed to directly yeah. in the middle of her body as well, like right. a bunch of internal organs in there. You only have to worry about the large intestine on that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a, just the kidneys. They could they could fix that, no problem. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the fact that Qui Gon gets stabbed in the gut. She got stabbed in the gut, and there's, you know, the gut in the gut. She got stabbed in the ri- like the side of the <laughs> rib though. That that's that's what I'm saying. Like totally different place of the body even when when you see when you see the wound later. If it worked for you then. I mean, he gets he I'm gets down. he gets stabbed right there. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the the listener will will realize that uh, Mother Shed stood up and pointed directly in the middle of his chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also a guy gets cut in half and he lived. Right. Yeah, it's, let's let's talk about how carterization <laughs> works with these weapons. The another real subtle thing just in the that entry was they held her helmet off until a, a real meaningful moment, and she like reaches behind some boxes and pulls out the helmet, and that that also really worked for me. And her man, just the Mandalorian elements of battle, it's clear that she's a soldier, mm-hmm. and it's clear that she doesn't know how to be a Jedi. And those two things, like when she fights, she can fight. Like th- that actress was just doing so well on those fronts of being just very athletic in her battling, both in terms of like fighting with guns and yet showing a measure of, you know, um, 
struggling with the saber. Oh yeah. No, she, she was, she did a phenomenal job. Brief and not super important to the show. Uh, yeah. Clancy Brown, always love uh, Come seeing on. him show up. Live action Star Wars is always delightful. Okay. Two Shawshank villains making appearances. The guy who plays Boggs is uh, one of the sisters. <laughs> yep. There's sisters going on in this uh, Ahsoka. <laughs> oh, my God. He's <laughs> <laughs> one of the sisters in, uh, mm-hmm. in Shawshank there at the beginning. I don't know that actor's name, but. That's <laughs> my, my I guess my final real positive is just to say the show itself. I was so positive about the show itself and I just I just I had so much fun watching it. And even though there were some things where I was like, eh, I don't know if I would have done that or that looks kind of wonky or whatever. Like it was it was none of it was enough to make me go. Yeah, this just didn't work. Right. In this in the same way that there were things in this last series of Mandalorian that didn't work for me. And most of Kenobi where I just go, no. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh, nothing that I didn't love in Ahsoka was enough to make me go, nah, this just didn't do it for me. Like, I cannot wait to to rewatch the whole series again. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's a very strong offering. I mean, and I've heard other people say this, if Andor wasn't so phenomenal, we would probably have even more <laughs> great things to say about Ahsoka. Yeah, seriously. Because the bar got set so high. But those are the two. I mean, those are the two. If, if I was hard-pressed to think about them, like, what are the like, Andor and Ahsoka, yeah. those are the best. The original films, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I like Solo. I know I'm the only one. <laughs> Making the sequel. Are they for real? Yeah. I think it got greenlit. It's not uh, for Solo, but it's for... Uh, uh, they're doing a Lando movie. Do not care. Which, in my mind, feels like a... That feels like a Solo sequel to me. In that a character from that is Solo on his own, sure. I mean, I, I won't be surprised if it's... If it <laughs> if is he, a... If uh, it pops up, if it's a Lando and Han. If it's essentially, you know, we're doing Solo, we're going Lando, mm. and we're moving forward. Something like that. I don't know. Interesting. Third yeah. one's Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to watch a job movie. Something with the Huts would be interesting as long as they don't have the Tennessee Williams one, the like Southern <laughs> lawyer, like I do declare. <laughs> some of those Hut Clone Wars are phenomenal, and some of them you kind of scratch your head. You're like, oh right, twenty two episodes to fill. <laughs> so right. Uh, but these shows are on in, in that list for me of of the Star Wars stuff that I think is just is is peak and top notch. It's, the, it's yeah. the original trilogy. It's Rogue yeah. One, it's Solo, and then it's these two shows. It's 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 Ahsoka and Andor, just top top notch, high quality, um, yeah. strength to strength. Agreed. I would throw the first season of Mandalorian in there. I, I really thought the first th- few episodes and the last few episodes were really high. You know, I will say my I've referenced him already, but friend, my brother, friend of the show. Um, yeah. He and I were talking about Mandalorian the other day, and I said, I thought the third one was kind of boring, and it sort of seemed slow and plodding. And and he was like, so is season one and two, though. And, and I was like, I don't sure. know. And then and the more I started thinking about it, like, he's not wrong. They are very sort of, it's like the old... Um, they're westerns. It's the Keith Carradine kung fu show, yeah. man. Like, it's slow, stranger walks out of the walks into the town and villain of the week kind of thing. So that yeah. that's sort of softened it, my attitude towards the third series of Mandalorian a little bit more than it had the, been. But the difference in my mind is that I like uh, the, the characters 
are more interesting in that first season, and the dialogue is good. And I think yes, I think a lot of that was lacking. I agree. <laughs> I, yeah. I totally agree. I, the, I liked the. Um, I mean, you know this because I think we did a show about it, and just because we've talked about it. But um, I liked the Bo-Katan stuff. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> in the third it's series, that's stuff I really enjoyed. But you know, well, you're gonna. I bet they're gonna bring all the band back together here. Circle up the wagons with all these characters here in a minute. Well, it yeah. does seem like because um, obviously this cannot be the it the end, right? Yeah. So it's like obviously Let's we're talk gonna, about that. Obviously, we're either going to get another series of Ahsoka or a, or a whole other series of something. Um, but it does kind of feel like they're 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 leading towards their end game, and I, and I mean that in the sense of how Marvel did the end game. That's it. The the thing the ends film. with the thing ends with fighting Thanos. The thing is yep. going to end fighting Thrawn. It sort of yep. seems like that's where it's going to me. I have, I mean, I don't know, but um, that's where it seems like it's going. And I'm I'm here for that. I'll watch that. I'm excited Great. for that. I, yeah, I thoroughly agree. I, I'm real curious what sort of lessons, what sort of images they want to bring out, because they're not straying away from talking about fascism, and they're not straying away from, you know, the uneasiness of some of that, so... Things, a couple things on my radar. I'll, they need. I'll, I'll be real curious how they do Balin. I don't yeah. think it's a mistake to recast that character. The character is really great, and it's such a shame that they have to. But I, I think that's the right move. And I hope they properly recast him. Uh, I, I don't yeah. want to see. Uh, it, I just don't want to see a funky CGI artificial intelligence right. version of him. That'd be a mistake. So they did it with, yeah, I mean, with uh, with the Harry Potter films, they had to redo. Uh, what's yeah, they the replaced name? Richard Harris with uh, yeah the 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 deceased Richard Harris with the now sadly also deceased Michael Gambon. Right, I think it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I see what happened, and now yeah, let's let's jump into the story. You know, yeah. Hope hopefully um, he does a better job continuing. Hopefully, whomever takes that role over will do a better job than Michael Gambon did of playing. Right. Dumbledore, but that not, that is a whole. Not your favorite? Uh, no, uh, uh-huh. he's fine. He doesn't. I don't hate it as much as like somebody like TJ does, but uh, sure. but it doesn't quite doesn't have the heart of the character. Richard Harris set the bar real yeah, high. That, that guy's <laughs> that guy's great. <laughs> he's a master. Um, the other thing that I need to see in this, I still don't understand why Ahsoka's a Jedi. I thought that they she severed that so hard in the Clone Wars, reaffirmed that she was not a Jedi in Rebels, and all of a sudden she's a Jedi again, and they just haven't told that story. So you're looking confused, but I could I could spell that out a little bit more. Please, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I so just a big part of her story is that is her walking away from the Jedi Order. So let me rephrase. I I, I know all of that stuff. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a moment in the show, this show, where it was like, I'm part of the club again. They, it's even, it's even worse than that, if I can say it this way. The, in Mandalorian season two, Mm. the name of the episode was The Jedi, and then she's there. Oh, you're right. Doing her thing. And it's almost like they've just assumed that she's back. So, uh, there may be something out there that I'm not familiar with. I just can't, I don't know. 
I don't know where you point to to say she had a reconversion, as it were. Because it's not only the case that she's referring to herself as a Jedi and that she's training a Jedi. Like, she's using that language, you know? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to do some work to get her there. That has not been done. So I've I've been really surprised that they've they have not needed to that that was the thing is they haven't needed to say that she's a Jedi, she could easily be like Luke and Balin, you know, in that space of look, the things blew up and now I'm somewhere else. I I'm trained in the ways of the Force and f- trying to figure it out. And isn't even this episode called like the Jedi? The it is. There's a nice C.S. Lewis rhyme: yeah, the <laughs> the Jedi, the Witch, and the the Warlord. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I like I kinda like that. When when that came up and I was just like, that's so on the nose. And then I I was real <laughs> I started thinking, you know what? I think Felony is like, I know that everyone watching these knows that I'm stealing just wholesale from Tolkien, from Lewis, from I mean, there are so many images from Lord of the Rings, from Jackson, from Peter Jackson's films. That I mean, it's just like that. This is like the framing is identical. Yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, but I like, I liked it, and actually, the Jedi thing didn't bother me because I had moments where I was like, "Well, Sabine is now on her way of being a Jedi." Also, Ezra's back. Yeah. What is his character's full name? Bridger. Bridger. It, it, it was an ER name because it was yeah. it was just bugging the 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 crap out of me, but. All right, man. That's what I got. You got anything else? No, no. Like I said, just to say this, it was so it was so delightful to. Um, I loved this show, and I loved being excited about a Star Wars thing, and and it was so nice to just watch it and allow myself to be excited and intentionally choose to not look at Twitter and let miserable people ruin a thing like I have with some other stuff. So it just it's just delightful yeah. to. To get real excited about Star Wars again. Truth. It's a good word. Well, he's Daniel Mothershed. His legacy is death and war. (laughs) (laughs) All of my quotes in front of me are really dark. I I like it. It's good. We've been positive. Let's end on a downer. My my name's Jeff Cook, and you need to destroy in order to create. And you know why, Daniel? <laughs> because, because this is the way. I mean, I push you into these, into the, into the dark elements every time with these quotes here recently. Yeah, I do not necessarily agree with or stand by the above <laughs> statements, but this is the way. This is the way. <laughs>